Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, and I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues for small business owners and just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled legal issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Legalpreneur Podcast. We are kicking off week two of our five-week series containing the legal success framework. Last week, we covered the setup, which is basically ensuring that your business is set up correctly. This is ensuring you have the correct entity filed, you have the correct tax structure, getting all of the basics laid down. Now what we're getting into are the foundations. This is laying the foundations to make sure that your business is set up for success. So I know last week was the setup, but now we're getting a little deeper to make sure more of the foundational pieces are in place. And the two big moving parts here are contracts and payments. So We're going to be covering both of those, but later on this week, on Thursday, you're going to be hearing from a good friend of mine, Jonathan McAleese from Fortis Payments. He is going to be talking all things payments. And you guys, this is seriously one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done because I learned so much. There's so much about credit card payments that none of us know. And Jonathan lays it all out for us because he owns Fortis and it's that, that's who my law firm runs through. So you guys may have interacted with his back end, maybe by paying us, who knows? But if you have, we're going to be hearing from the owner on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. But For now, we're going to talk about contracts and payments and why these two things are so important. So contracts, rule number one with contracts is always use one. Do not be afraid to use a written contract. I see fear in so many entrepreneurs because they're afraid to use written contracts. And unfortunately, this is because people have had bad experiences with contracts and not being able to get out of a contract and still being liable for payments on something they don't want. But guess what, you guys, you're now a business owner. And if you're not using written contracts, your clients are not going to take you seriously. Today, if I'm working with somebody, if I'm working with a new party, I'm paying them to provide a service or a product to me, typically services. If they don't provide me a written contract, I'm not going to take them seriously. That's going to lead me to believe they're not providing me with professional work. So always use a written contract. It shows professionalism and you need to get everything in writing. Yes, somebody eventually will try to screw you over with the contract, but guess what? The whole purpose of a contract is to lay out the rights and duties of both parties to the contract. For me personally, when a client is hiring us, if I don't put it in the contract, which is our engagement letter, then I don't know what we're providing the client. So if you want to make sure that you know what you're providing the client, put it in the contract because I know how messy emails can get or DMs or whatever it is or whatever you guys have agreed on, put it in a contract because things can get mixed up. You can get cross signals in emails, messages, DMs. And when you put it in a contract, that's when you really lay out the final terms for the relationship. So always make sure you use a written contract. And luckily we have a brand new freebie coming out. Essentially it's called 
four things that you must have in your contract. So if you go to contractmusthaves.com, you can download this freebie and you'll learn all about the specific things that need to be in your contracts. Now go download that, but also if you download and use templates from our contract vault, then you don't need to worry about creating your own contracts you will know that our templates have everything that you need. So we've created this freebie based on what's in our template contracts and our custom contracts. And this is to make sure that you are set up for success without spending a ton of money. Now, what you're going to find out very soon is, so you're free to right now sign up for the contract vault at the It's a monthly fee. You can get access to all contracts. It's over 90 contract templates. However, in a few days, we're going to be launching contract bundles. So these bundles you'll purchase by each individual niche. So for photographers, you'll just purchase your photographer bundle for boutique owners. You'll purchase your boutique bundle for coaches. You'll purchase your coaches bundle. So whatever your niche is, that's what you're going to be purchasing. We found that a lot of a lot of people didn't like paying monthly, which I, I get it. No big deal. So we're offering these bundles. That way it's a one-time purchase. You don't have to keep paying for access to the contracts. You get everything you need for your specific niche. There's no searching in the vault looking for, okay, what do I need for my specific niche? You get the bundle, you get all those contracts. And then we actually have another special offer where you'll learn about that once you sign up for the bundles when they come out. But for now, go to contractmusthaves.com sign up for the freebie. And if you want to go ahead and get on the vault now, go to the contractvault.com. Okay. So contracts always use one. Seriously. I can't, I can't preach that enough. You guys, you have to use a written contract and I'll give you one of the must haves that's in our freebie is knowing who the party is to the contract. So last week we talked about entities. Now in with your contract, you have to know who you're contracting with. So even though you've been talking to a person or an individual and they're going to be paying you for something, or you're going to be paying them for something, it may not be the individual that you're contracting with. So just like we talked about last week, they could have an LLC and that LLC means that you're not contracting with them as an individual, you're contracting with their LLC. So you need to make sure who the parties are to the contract. And same goes for you. Do you want to be bound individually by this contract to where you have no liability protection? Or do you want to be in this contract as your LLC? That way, if something goes wrong and somebody has to sue somebody, let's say they have to sue you, they're not suing you as an individual, they're suing your LLC. So you're not personally responsible for anything. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, make sure you go listen to it because each of these episodes is building upon the other. So go listen to that if you haven't already. But seriously, for this contract, if you have an LLC, always put your LLC as the party to the contract. And when you're working with somebody else, make sure that you actually put the correct party to the contract in there. And you'll find out more about that in our freebie along with some other must-haves. So go download that freebie. Again, it's contractmusthaves.com. Click the link in the show notes and it'll take you right to it. So some of the most important contracts that you need 
If you have a website, you obviously need terms and conditions and a privacy policy. Now, a lot of websites have templates that you can use. However, I can't say whether that's enough or not because every business is different. And if you need to make sure you have enough for your specific business, definitely download a template from the contract vault because we have terms and conditions and we have a privacy policy. Now, something you may not know is a privacy policy is actually required by law to have on your website, especially because there's all these new privacy laws coming out. You have to make sure that you have a privacy policy on your website. If not, you can get in a lot of trouble. Now, besides the privacy policy, your terms and conditions, those, those two should be static pages on your website. Now by law, the terms and conditions is not required, but you still want to include them. The terms and conditions, this is your contract between you and the visitor of your website. Now, if people can purchase something on your website, it can also be the contract between you and the purchaser of your website. So if you're, sitting there thinking, oh, I have a very basic website. I, I don't know what I need terms for. You need to still have a contract between you and the visitor of your website. So make sure that you have valid terms and conditions on your website, as well as a privacy policy. Now, another question that I get a lot is, if they can purchase on my website or if they can purchase on, you know, at this checkout page and the terms and conditions are there, what's the difference between them checking the box that they agree to the terms versus me individually sending them a contract? If you have the correct setup for the terms and conditions on your checkout page, this means they actively have to check the box that says, I agree to the terms and conditions. The box cannot already be checked. They have to affirmatively check that box. And there's a link for them to click to go read the terms and conditions and the privacy policy, or the terms and conditions and the privacy policy is right there in front of them. If all those things are there, then that is 100% binding. If you are somebody that does sales calls and you take payment over the phone, and then you say, okay, perfect. Let's take payment. And then I'll send you the contract. Just get that signed and send it back. Well, let's say you get payment. All's good there. And then you send the contract afterwards and they come back and say, oh, I don't agree to these terms. I want a refund. Well, guess what? You have to give them a refund. Hopefully you can work something out and maybe you need, just need to edit the contract. But if they tell you that they want a refund, you have to give them a refund. So unfortunately, people that have buyer's remorse, this is one way they can get a refund. So be aware of that. I've had people that say, hey, you know, I took payment over the phone, I sent her the contract, and then she said she wants a refund, but I don't offer refunds. Then I have to tell them, well, if you sent the contract after you took payment on the phone or just after you took payment, then you have to give a refund. Okay. That's contracts there. I, you guys, I could talk about contracts all day long, but if you need some help, feel free to reach out, schedule a consult. Don't hesitate to ask your questions uh, here on the podcast. I'm just trying to give you enough information to be armed with information. I know you don't know. So next is payments. When you have your business, you need to make sure you are accepting payments on the right platform. So if you are a service provider, you should absolutely never use PayPal. And I've done an episode on this before, so feel free to go check that out. We'll link it in the show notes. 
if you are a service provider, do not use PayPal. I mean, I don't want to go into too many details because I go over it in that episode, but I know some people will come at me in the, co- <laughs> I was going to say, come at me in the comments as a podcast, but I know somebody will sit, try to say something like, Hey, PayPal said they changed their terms and conditions over the summer that says, Hey, they do protect service providers. You guys, just because they say they protect service providers doesn't mean they actually protect service providers. So me being Andrea, your favorite lawyer, I went and read their new terms and conditions. And yes, they said, hey, we're going to protect service providers. So if somebody files a chargeback, here's all the things that we need from you. What are those things? Well, the contract, the basic stuff, like the contract, proof of service, blah, 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 blah. But then they slid in this little thing. I don't even remember the name of it because I looked at this so long ago, but they said, if you're a service provider, we want to see something signed by the client that says they actually received your services. Um, okay. But if somebody's not happy anyway, they're not going to sign anything that says they received our services. So if they're already unhappy, why would they sign something at the end that says, Hey, I received these services. So Yes, PayPal says they will protect service providers, but unless you have this written document, which nobody does, I don't know of anybody that says, hey, we have this signed document by our clients after we complete their project where they admit, hey, we completed these services. So use caution. (laughs) However, if you are a product-based business and you ship goods, PayPal's great. That is what PayPal was built for. It was to protect CPG businesses. So consumer product goods, whatever. If you ship something, and it's not even CPG, anybody that ships products, that's who PayPal protects. Because they can, you provide your shipping label, they can prove that things were shipped and track it and blah, 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 blah. So if you are a product-based business, yes, you can use PayPal. However, if you're a service provider, do not use PayPal. And make sure you go listen to that that episode about PayPal to learn all the details about PayPal. And I'm not going to talk about every provider out there, but just a couple of the big ones. Next is Stripe. Now, I think Stripe is great. I use Stripe for our legalpreneur membership. We use Fortis for our legal services. And Stripe is great. They actually say in their terms and conditions, I think they changed them like 2018, that they do protect service providers. So if somebody files a chargeback, You do have to prove your case, but as long as you prove your case, they're going to eat that cost for you. So as long as you can prove, hey, we did the work, we did what was necessary, we fulfilled this contract, they're going to protect you and you're going to get your money. Well, let me warn you about something. You're only allowed so many chargebacks with Stripe. Unfortunately, I have a client that was just banned from Stripe because a client of hers did a payment plan. And so far there had been four payments. I know every service provider has gone through this where you go above and beyond for the client because they're a headache and you want to make them happy. But at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do to make them happy. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, it was four chargebacks for the legal printer. We've had like two or three chargebacks out of hundreds of process transactions. So, I mean, that's definitely within like under average, but because this client of mine took a payment plan and had so many payments and then their client filed a chargeback for every single one of their payments, their chargeback ratio went way up 
And now that client, unfortunately, is banned from Stripe. So I tell you all of this to be aware that, yes, Stripe will protect you against service providers, as I know other payment providers will, but you can be banned. And I I know you can probably be banned from all the other payment processors as well if you have so many chargebacks. So just be aware, you guys, if you're taking a payment plan, be aware what happens if that client on the payment plan issues all those chargebacks. Unfortunately, my client lost, but uh, this is a big matter. So we are pursuing it further. She's not just stopping at the chargebacks because luckily she has contracts drafted by Andrea that say, hey, you have to pay attorney fees if we have to pursue you and spend money to obtain payment from you. So my client obviously has been damaged quite a bit from all of these chargebacks and she went above and beyond for this client. So my client will get what's hers soon, very, very soon. But again, just be aware of that. Now, Fortis. Fortis is obviously my favorite because I use them for the law firm. We process hundreds of thousands of dollars. This year, we're going to process over a million dollars with them. I am putting it out there in the universe. I am calling it. I am claiming it. We are going to process over a million dollars with them. And what I love about Fortis is we get our money the next day. We were with another payment processor for legal services before them, and it took several days to get the payment. And I was talking to Jonathan. I was like, man, like it takes forever. And I had other issues. And he was like, well, hey, try us out. Like, you know, we can probably beat their rates and we can probably get the money in your account faster. Yes, absolutely. All the above. Our rates are better. I save with our monthly transactions. Whenever we were making the same amount with the other service provider per month, we were saving close to like $800 per month on merchant fees by switching to Fortis. So you guys, if you are looking for a new provider, payment provider, if you want to just try something new, definitely check out Jonathan. You'll hear all hear from him on Thursday, but seriously, just email support at Fortis.com and just say, Hey, I heard about Fortis on Andrea Sager's podcast, the legalpreneur. I want to look into seeing switching over to you guys and they'll help you out. They seriously have some of the best customer service in the entire world. It is phenomenal. Their customer service is top notch. They do all the things. I get my money literally the next day. So unless it's the weekend, of course, then I wait till Monday, but I have been so impressed with them. They have helped me out so much. So I just want to put that out there. They're not as widely used by the online business industry just because Stripe really has that, but I'm here to say all the good things about Fortis. So you guys go check them out. They're kind of like my hidden gem. Okay, you guys, that's contracts, that's payments. I am so excited for you to hear from my good friend, Jonathan McAleese on Thursday, because you're going to learn all the things about payments. Okay, so just a reminder, make sure you go download that new freebie, contractmusthaves.com, and stay tuned for Thursday's episode. Make sure you screenshot this, share it on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of this episode was. Was it the contracts part? Was it the payments part? You tell me. I want to know how to serve you better. All right, you guys, I am so excited for 2021. Make sure this year is your year. All right, I'm out. I'll see you guys soon. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner and it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. I'll see you next episode.